0: And with that, welcome to America's Heroes Group, our roundtable with our partner, Jesse Brown, VA Works. January is Cervical Cancer Awareness and National Blood Donor Month. And don't forget, January 15th is Dr. Martin Luther King Day, but today is Saturday, January 14th, 2023. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Clever, the co-host, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have a panelist on the uh, line today. That's Jeremy Delizio. He's a licensed clinical social worker. Community Engagement and Partnership Coordinator at the Jesse Brown VA serving the Northwest Indiana area. And to give us some background about Jeremy, Jeremy has been with the VA since 2017 working with homeless veterans until 2020, first with the VA's HUD-VASH program in California where he housed and then case-managed chronically homeless veterans to maintain permanent housing. Jeremy then transferred to Jesse Brown VA's Community Resource and Referral Center where he worked as an intake and outreach social worker serving homeless and at-risk homeless veterans. He's a son of a, of a career Navy veteran and is passionate about joining the community to work towards ending veteran suicide. Jer- Jeremy is also a proprietor of the Veteran Co- Counseling, a part-time private practice. How are you doing, Jeremy?
1: Doing great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: That's great to have you. Got a little echo there. but uh, uh, So how are you doing today? So things are going pretty well with what you're working on. You're doing some great things in the community. We want to talk about the Jesse Brown VA, your community engagement, uh, your partnership program, and then also what are some of the things that are, that are important to you that you want veterans to know, and particularly what it pertains to your work. To get us started, uh, what is the importance of your role at the VA?
1: Yeah, so um, I really think I have one of the coolest jobs at the VA. Uh, it's pretty new. Uh, I've been in this position for about two years. Um, first, I'm going to give you the high level, uh, and then move to the local level, which is where my position is at. So, um, first and foremost, uh, suicide remains VA's number one clinical priority. Priority, But I'm a part of VA's new uh, nationwide public health approach to suicide prevention. And on a national level, VA is uh, disseminating and implementing the national plan for preventing veteran suicide, uh, buying a lot of ad space partnering with uh, the National Shooting Sports Foundation and funding my position nationwide as well. Um, At the state level, VA is partnering with SAMHSA to implement the Governor's Challenge, where uh, the VA and SAMHSA are going to each state uh, and inviting governors uh, to basically take my priorities and implement them at the state level for policy. And I'll get into what my priorities are in a few seconds. Uh, Then you have my role as a Community Engagement and Partnership Coordinator, uh, as I mentioned, they're uh, hiring, uh, they're filling my position nationwide, and it is my role to go into the community and join existing suicide prevention coalitions and create new veteran-focused suicide prevention coalitions. And uh, I have these uh, three priority areas that uh, I'll get into in a few seconds, but that's just the high level of what I do. Uh, everything I do is community-led, so it's not the VA Going into communities and saying, "Hey, we think you should do X, Y, Z. We want to partner with communities uh, to really reach veterans where they live, work, and thrive, uh, because we realize we you know we can't prevent uh, veteran suicide just inside our walls. So this is a really I, when you think about this, I want you to think about as suicide prevention as a proactive upstream approach. So we want to reach people well before they reach crisis.
0: Mm-hmm. And how do you how do you um, go in and actually help homeless veterans or help veterans? Um, in the community um, to get this uh, care so that they don't get to that tipping point?
1: Right. So um, so in my role, what I do is uh, we, we kind of we survey the areas, I specifically cover Northwest Indiana. Uh, I reach out to a lot of different stakeholders inside the VA, outside the VA, and really understand, you know, we do our best to really understand the community first, right, before we go into it. And then we reach out to the different stakeholders and uh, let them know what our priority areas are. So I mentioned uh, we have very specific priorities, that, uh, national VA distilled down from the, I think it's 16 uh, national priorities uh, down to three
0: for, for community-based uh, public health. So, so first so and for foremost, those, yes, so go through, so through those mm-hmm. priorities and kind of give us an idea about the. Like, when we think about priorities from a military background, we think about it from a perspective of, um, of a of a mission or of a of a like you know task oriented goals and things like that. But take us down this. what is what's the most important thing as far as your priorities and what you're working on?
1: Exactly. So that's that's exactly it. So these are kind of our you know marching orders of what's what the you know. National VA thinks will help reduce uh, suicide risk uh, throughout the nation in our communities. So the first one is uh, identifying service members, veterans and their families and uh, risk ID. So what that means is we wanna go out into the community and do everything we can to help community organizations culturally competently identify veterans. And what that means is, you know, let's say you're a community mental health organization. And you are typically screening for veterans just by like asking, "Hey, have you ever served? Are you a veteran?" Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we we really the more culturally competent way to do this to kind of catch a wider net. Uh, so it's it's having people screen and ask, "Have you or a family member ever served in the armed forces?" Because there's a lot of veterans who may not identify as a veteran, or you know are just used to saying no and moving forward, right? Uh, and this also captures those family members. So what we do is we go we. You know, we have these uh, coalitions that take on this priority area, and uh, let's say we have a you know, local, mental health coali- or local mental health agency uh, who's a part of that coalition. We then work with that local mental health agency to implement this screening question, but we also train them on military cultural competence and then also what to do when someone says yes, right? And that's the complicated part. That's the hard part is, you know, how do you then, you know, connect them with services and the VA and, the com- and also the community. So that's the other really big part about my role is really, you know, just as equally connecting the VA services, as connecting the, you know, community resources. Uh, the other half of that priority area is uh, uh, risk ID. So we want to get out into the community and train everyone we possibly can uh, and, you um, Suicide prevention training, uh, the VA's version is called a VA Safe, and, um, and, and you know, military cultural competence and all that. So we want, we want people in the community to be able to identify folks who are at risk and so forth. Uh, the second priority area is connectedness and care transitions. So this is my really broad one. Uh, connectedness, you know, uh, it really has anything to do with reducing isolation, creating more connection to the community. Uh, it could be connected to, to resources and care, but it also could just be simple, you know, community. Uh, a, a lot of folks who are at risk feel very isolated, uh, so we want to do everything we can to really create uh, a, a culture of community, uh, you know, in our communities. Actually, uh, and then the second part of that is care transition. So uh, veterans uh, and people in general are, you know, pretty high risk when they're uh, in transition. And what that means is let's say you're inpatient somewhere you're transitioning back to the community or even, uh, you know, especially what brings home to a lot of veterans is, you know, when I'm transitioning out, right? Transitioning out, of the service, uh, that's a very high risk time. So we want mm-hmm. to make sure we build up resources in the community and at the VA that really try to, you know, smooth that transition out a little bit, Incre- increase connection between uh, providers, you know, from the VA to the community, community to VA and community to community. Um, And then the second, or I'm sorry, our third priority is lethal means and safety planning. So lethal means mean is, um, you know, what someone chooses. So lethal lethal means is what someone chooses to complete suicide, right? So it could be a firearm, could be a substance, could be hanging. Um, And what this priority area is is we want to train the community on how do we reduce access when someone's at risk. So we want to, you know, if we've identified someone who's at risk, maybe we, you know, we don't want to have a, we don't want to take away people's weapons, but we want to have those conversations around, hey, you know, maybe we should lock it up, maybe we should, you know, give this to a friend while we're at risk, and then you can get your weapon back, uh, you know, when it when it's time, or you know, or you know, you know, train someone to identify, oh, it looks like you're kind of stockpiling your medication. What's going on here? Things like that. Uh, and then we, uh, through coalitions, what we'll do is we'll do like. Um, you know, medication disposal thing, uh, days, uh, gun lock box packing events. Uh, so there's a lot of things you can do with that, um, you know, in, in the community. Mm-hmm.
0: So let me ask and you that, this.
1: And I think that basically covers it. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a lot of seconds there. <laughs> so, what's, yeah. so let me ask you this. What is – let me back up a little bit. So you basically work more with public policy. So you, got, you kind of see an aggregate of the numbers. You kind of look at it from a, a wider point of view. Um, do you, have you seen in the numbers from a public policy perspective, a connection between homelessness and suicide for veterans?
1: Um, so I, am not, I'm not a researcher, so I couldn't, you know, say, yes, I, you know, the research says this, the research says that, um, I would definitely say our homeless veterans are, uh, you know, high risk. Uh, and, you know, just coming from that, you know, that's where I started in the VA, um, and, you know, you would. It's, I I would say, yes, absolutely. There's, you know, there's a connection. Um, Is it more than, you know, a veteran who might be struggling, uh, you know, who's housed? Uh, I think it just depends on what's going on with that veteran in that particular, you know. Uh, Because suicide is a a very, um, you know, unique unique situation for a person. Uh, And it's really hard to boil down and say, this is, you know – Homeless folks are, you know, compared to other folks are way higher risk. I mean, yes, they are, but there's there's just a multitude of variables there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I hate to, you know, pigeonhole that. But, uh, yes, and I, I one thing I want to say, um, you know, when it comes to the VA has made sh- massive strides, especially here in Chicago, I, I was just speaking to one of our homeless social workers, and, you know, they've, they uh, with the, big, the biggest housing this last housing push we've had, um, you know they're through a lot of the you know imminent or through a lot of the uh, homeless veterans. I, I'm lost on the word right now, but uh, now they're really just dealing with a lot of the kind of chronic cases that are you know really difficult. But through a little kind of lesser lesser uh, chronicity cases, a lot of those folks are now housed. So it's mm. really good.
0: That's really good. So your father was a career Navy veteran or a Navy uh, service member. So as yes, a, so growing up, how did that um, shape your um, ideas about the military? Um, and then also, how did that lead you? Did that lead you in any way help you get to the VA?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, it's funny, because growing up, uh, I didn't realize until I started working for the VA. And this is uh, so... My dad retired when I was about fifth or sixth grade in Illinois. Um, I I thought everybody did twenty years in the Or for a career. I'm like, what? Oh, people are, are much shorter. Oh, wow. Uh, so that that was uh, kind of uh, shocking for me. But uh, yeah, I, I it's always kind of been a part of me, um, and I always thought I would either you know go in myself, or it was just kind of just always lingering in the back of my head, and then. Um, it, nothing really stuck out to me in school. And then I finally took a sociology class. And I was like, all right, I, I like this. And then I got my bachelor's in sociology. And then I, I graduated. And I was like, well, what can I do with this? Absolutely nothing. So uh, someone came along and explained social work to me. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is sociology in practice. Great. Um, and and I just kind of found my way to the VA because, uh, as a social worker, there's you know no better. i, mean, well, I think there's no better place to work than the VA, anyways. But definitely as a social worker, uh, it's fantastic because uh, it's the level of support and uh, you get from you know nationally.
0: So tell us about this hashtag reach out. Is that mission hashtag reach out or this hashtag reach out? What is that all about?
1: Okay, so mission uh, reach out. Uh, so that the hashtag is there for you know. Uh, <laughs> SEO purposes, but yeah, hashtag reach out. So it's uh, similar to the ice bucket challenge, but for veteran suicide prevention. Um, So that's what I want you to think about when you're kind of conjuring this image. So Mission Reach Out is a a unique challenge that I created to prevent uh, suicide through the power of meaningful conversation and basic human connection. So this challenge has a veteran tinge to it, but it's really meant for everyone because we all struggle. Mm -hmm. And veterans do not live in a vacuum so if we want to prevent suicide, we as a community must kind of break down all those silos, uh, engage with each other, and ask our friends, families, and strangers, how are you, no really, which is actually the slogan of this campaign. It, uh, it is designed to prompt uh, people to have meaningful conversations. And like what I mean by a meaningful conversation is to learn something about another person, yourself, or the world. Uh, a meaningful co- conversation or connection uh, can be a powerful tool uh, for someone in crisis, because people experience a crisis uh, often and it can't see a way out of their problems or, or immediate situation. So any connection can kind of be like a, a breath of fresh air, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so these conversations actually do not have to be about mental health or suicide. It's just about connecting beyond that surface level. So the challenge is to have seven meaningful conversations over 14 days. Um, and then like after that, we ask that, you know, post on social media or, Uh, About what is meaningful to you uh, and nominate someone else to take the challenge or do this in person and just share the challenge with a friend. Um, Because if you you think about the numbers here, right? So if we have, um, you know, if someone has seven meaningful conversations over 14 days, that's, you know, and 100 people do this, that's 700 meaningful conversations. That's 700 opportunities to reach somebody. Um, So we actually implemented this at the Jesse Brown Hospital and all of our outpatients clinics, and there's a physical version of this. So we ha- I got these like uh, white envelopes and they're stamp classified uh, with a mission brief that kind of explains the challenge just like the same way I did. And then there's uh, also a QR code that leads to a link um, with a whole bunch of resources uh, for veterans, for uh, the general population on just how to have meaningful conversations and mental health links and things like that. Um, and I've, we've actually built out this entire web-based platform for this. We even uh, made a commercial. Wow. <laughs> um, so I would love to plug that link, uh, whenever that, that time is appropriate, but, ahead, uh, yeah, that's, that's the challenge. Go ahead.
0: Go okay. Ahead, so the
1: link, link is www.linklinktr.ee slash mission reach out. M-I-S-S-I-O-N-R-E-A-C-H-O-U-T.
0: One more time, repeat that link. We'll probably post yeah, it on our website too as well. So if you're listening, yeah. they'll go to our americashg.org and you can see everything we're talking about. And also, of course, you can always go back and replay this on YouTube, Facebook, and things like that. But I think it's really important that the thing that you're talking about is making sure you have meaningful conversations. Because that is, because it seems like when people, when we read about suicide or talk about uh, people that have, have uh, done things, either damaged or hurt themselves or hurt other people. The thing that sticks out to me is isolation, and when you start having meaningful conversations with people, you start to get to know and understand what they're, where they're coming from, and I think that's one of the biggest barriers. Particularly as a veteran, when you come back and you don't have and you can't really connect with your community because they, have, they haven't really experienced the things you've experienced, so it's hard to have that connection. But if, but how do you get a veteran to open up, um, particularly if they feel like you don't know where they're coming from?
1: You know. Um... And that's a difficult question because like every person's different, but I really see it as just being open and honest with them. You know, hey, you know, because I don't think veterans expect you to, you know, hey, hey, I, you know, have those same exact experiences you. So I think a, a, a veteran cringes, you know, when they say, hey, I know how you feel, because you know, no, you don't know how I feel, because you know, and then actually I, I was at a suicide conversation talk. Uh, recently, and, and they actually talk about this subject, and a lot of veterans feel that way about even other veterans, right? Like, oh, I was over here in this war or uh, in this area of Iraq. You don't know what I went through. Uh, you know, so I think everybody feels that way. So it's not about saying, hey, I know how you feel, but it's saying, hey, I'm here to listen. And just being that, you know, sounding board for somebody, is it means so much because so many people just want to, you know, hey, like wanna, they want to relate to you so bad and it's just, all right, let's just listen, and hear, you know, hear you and let it, let you get it off your trust. And then I think that kind of opens up those blinders, because uh, like, I think when someone's, you know, really high risk, they can't see five feet in front of them. So uh, I think anything we can do to just kind of get them through that fog is really important.
0: Well, I think that's really, I think that's really important because basically what you're doing is you're making a friend, or or either that or, thre- or strengthening a friendship that you might already have with someone. When you start to really just be a uh, an ear, you know, as opposed to just always, you know, wanting to just to tell a person or try to, you know, give cliches we've heard on the TV or radio about how to. <laughs> you know, I know, yeah, that's that's okay. Yeah, I understand. It's going to be all right. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff where people don't want to hear. All right, all right. You know, so let's so, what's the one thing you want to make veterans know about. Um, or when you meet them, what do you want them to know? What's the first thing you want them to know or the most important thing you want them to know?
1: Yeah. So I want all veterans and their family members to know about our national hotlines. I think it's, you know, one of the most important things for people to know about. Um, Starting with our crisis line, which is now 988. So this transitioned over the summer. Um, the, The national suicide hotline is 988. And then for veterans, they just have to press 1 to reach the the va uh crisis lines uh so this is the same number as a as the national suicide crisis line uh, so and and really and i saw some interesting data on this and you'd be surprised on how many people really don't know to press one and how many veterans don't know to press one so that's hmm. i really want them to know that um, and i also want them to know that this is a crisis line meaning you don't need to be uh in suicidal crisis to contact it uh, if you're a veteran or someone who's uh, concerned about a veteran, who's struggling for any reason, you can call this number for support.
0: We'll um, s- and then, oh, sorry, go ahead. One more time. Give, that, give us a link to uh, the hashtag reach out so people can, you know, get that information as well. Because so, you have a lot of good information on there. And also, I think what mm-hmm. it goes back to that point of earlier about making sure that you can ask the right questions but listen to people and make that connection.
1: Right. So that is uh, www.linktr.ee/missionreachout.
0: All right, I appreciate your time. We had a lot of good information, and also I want to have you back because we want to get. I wonder want to get into what okay. you've done in your career. You've done a lot of cool stuff as far as helping people, particularly in, in very difficult, you know areas of homelessness and suicide I mean, that's really really tough and, and to have someone that has the, the time and the, and the attention and also the the to go through that and spend the time that you spent over the last years dealing with that i think is i really i commend you on that especially when it comes to the veteran community
1: thank you so much it was a pleasure to be here
0: jeremy delizio licensed clinical social worker community engagement and pra- partnership coordinator at the jesse brown va serving the northwest indiana area thanks for your time thank you